0: Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy, Romance, and Romantic Fantasy, here with my first cup of coffee. Mm, it's good. Damn it, it's always good. <laughs> uh, today is Thursday, April 29th. It's been a funny week for me. Um, like yesterday, I was convinced it was Thursday. And then I said to one of my friends I know that today is your therapy day but and she said no no Tuesdays is my therapy day and I was like oh (laughs) how does one keep track one does not clearly one does not. (sighs) So I've writer her coffee today Um, and I'm hoping to get some words in before I go to that but um, I am not not as early on schedule as I thought I would be you know some mornings you move fast and some mornings you move slow. Sometimes you're the windshield sometimes you're the bug. <sighs> so as I was watching Zencaster do the countdown for um to start this it does like a three, two, one. I was realizing that my mind was blank I don't know what I'm going to say today. Of course that doesn't normally stop me. <laughs> uh, all right, well let's see. Where are things at in my life? I have no idea. Um I've been working hard on Bright Familiar and I am I do have my count up. Oh I'm at twenty four thousand words. Oh, I don't want to do that. Ugh, accidentally hit the zoom icon. We don't want to start zoom as well as Zencastra. Yeah, so I'm just past 24,000 words, um, which means I am near the act one climax. If it were going to be a hundred thousand words like I predicted it is looking like it's going to be more like 115 116,000 words which would put my act one climax 27,000 words and it's still not going to be what I thought it was going to be and I was tempted even to look up some beat sheets, because I know that there is a part of story structure where there is assemble the team, and I don't remember if it's part of the hero's journey. It might be. Um, I have I talked about my whole thing with the hero's journey. Maybe that's what I should talk about today story beats hero's journey etc that actually sounds like a um a professional podcast (laughs) as opposed to um me gabbing at you over coffee. Let's do earrings first. You will notice if you are on video that I am wearing asymmetrical earrings. Uh, Today is asymmetry day at first cup of coffee um and I was amused by those of you who commented that you indeed were not here for the sports metaphors. it's good it's very important to have a strong brand and uh, for me sports metaphors are not not it all right so this earring is a long piece of pink coral long vertical pink coral and you will have noticed a theme if you've been watching faithfully as many of you do um I love long vertical earrings uh, but they also have a tendency to snag in my copious hair and I tend to lose one always one it's it's like this karmic thing you know like I I don't know for want of a nail my horse lost the shoe and I lost a kingdom in a previous life I don't know what it is if you guys can figure out what my one earring karma is I would be appreciative because I clearly this is something like I need to adjust in my beingness um and I don't I don't know what it is so anyway here is a single piece of long pink coral. It's a little bit uneven and I love it for that. I bought this in Virgin Gorda. Um, at near the baths. Um, David and I stayed in these great. Um, what would you call it? It was a great resort but it was they it was called the guava berry huts and so we had our own little hut our own little sort of casita type thing and we could um, hike there walk there to a restaurant from there to a restaurant which served an amazing breakfast overlooking the ocean and everything and then the hiking trail down to the baths was right there and we would walk down there and there was a couple who had a little booth there and I bought these earrings from them and actually I take it back I have not lost the other one one broken half I dropped it on my brick floors and so I still have the two pieces and I tried gluing it together but that coral didn't effectively glue together. And so sometimes I've worn like the half coral but that looks weird this from the from the woman of asymmetry somehow that is like more asymmetrical that I can stand this earring is a simple silver chain with a little pearl on the end. I don't think it's a real pearl. It's not a real pearl the teeth thing really does work Uh, a real pearl will feel gritty against your teeth and it doesn't um hurt the pearl to do that I've gotten people to test it before. So uh, this has just a this one's kind of cool I think I've had this since like college. I had several earrings like this in college that I liked uh, but it just has a simple straight end. So you just put it into your pierced hole and then just draw the chain through and so you can make you can adjust it. You can adjust it up and down and I remember in college um, I had a friend named Benjamin Barnett. He's still my friend if you are out there Ben I we haven't talked in a long long time but Ben had an earring like this. Um, and it was like a, I can't remember he wore it all the time though just one in one ear that was an 80s thing we did that or the boys did that but it, it's kind of cool because you can fidget with it and he said yeah it's like having sex in your ear <laughs> and it is kind of. So uh yeah and and you may also note those of you on video that I'm wearing uh, a pendant today since I'm dressed to go out in public. Uh, And here's another crescent moon. I know I've had this since college because for Gamma Phi Beta sorority, I was always buying uh, crescent moon things. You will notice that uh, because I believe that's the correct orientation, not reversed, not mirrored on the video, as you guys have told me before. Um, So this is not the waxing. Oh, Oh, the gods are speaking. Hold on. Or there's just like a little bit of a gap in my clasp. Anyway, it's it's a waning moon, not a waxing moon. So would, <laughs> if you guys heard my rant about that before, uh, that Gamify wants us to only use the waxing moon because only growth is valued. Uh, Good thing that happened here, because I would have been sad if I lost it. I put this on a slightly different chain because the chain I'd had it on was too short, and, and it had the pendant like up here, right at my neckline, and it it wasn't quite right. I mean, you'd think if it was like right here, it would be fine. But it was kind of like here, <laughs> so I put on this longer one, um, but I need to squeeze that. What do you call it? The little loopy holder, dealie. I as a writer. So anyway, so I think I did not rant to you guys I ranted to other people but if you were part of the Jack Williamson lectureship uh, which I doubt you were because there were not that many people at it. This is something that's held by Eastern New Mexico University down in Clovis New Mexico which is near the Texas panhandle. Um honoring Jack Williamson who was a writer of science fiction and. Uh, there were you know a couple of days normally it's like an in-person gathering that I've I'd actually never been to I was supposed to go last spring and it was cancelled. year, sure they had it online. So I participated in um, a panel for it. Listen to the meet and greet and that sort of thing and so anyway ahead of time they sent me the list of panels and this is always a funny thing um, because all the panels were like science fiction based which I don't write I write fantasy and and there are these people who are always like include fantasy in with science fiction you know and they'll say oh well when I say science fiction I mean fantasy too I'm like oh so when you say men do you mean women too are you one of those. It's it's one of my things so <laughs> it was funny because all these panels were science fiction except for one that was on diverse voices which I felt like I'm not going to be on that panel because I don't need to be putting my voice into that conversation. So there was one that was titled goodbye space opera are um, superhero movies taking over for the traditional space opera um or movies that are dark romantic fantasies like the shape of water and so I when I replied I'm like none of these are topics that I can really speak to except maybe the space opera one since I do write dark romantic fantasy. Um, so if that's what it's going to be about then I could be on that. So I ended up. (laughs) being on the panel which in the schedule they just called space opera and it was me Walter John Williams who does write space opera um, and has a wonderful space opera series. Uh, Steve Gould who writes wonderful space opera. Um, and why am I blanking on who the other person was. Oh, Jim Kelly Jim Kelly who was one of the guests of honor and. a very important volunteer in software. Jim Kelly writes science fiction too and there was another guy who was supposed to be on the panel and I can't think of his name at all um and he he ended up being late and then he chimed in a few thoughts at the end which were really great. So we did our introductions you know which included why are we on the panel <laughs> and I so I even said why like I just explained to you guys and. I said so I hope we get to talk about that. Well, (laughs) the moderator just like was clearly not interested in um, extracting any kind of uh, information from us and like I said this is um, I haven't been to this event before so it could be that this is just how it works because all she did was read us questions from the audience on the chat which we could actually see ourselves but I guess that's always nice. So all we did was answer questions which means that I don't know I I hate when I'm on a panel where it's like nobody wants to hear what I have to say I actually have nothing to say and I feel like I'm alone. (laughs) So if I did have something to say I did try to insert it and so at one point somebody asked because all we were doing was answering questions if. A space opera was essentially the hero's journey in space would that be a good way for a newbie writer to approach it and Walter John Williams um, spoke to that some uh, and then I said you know actually I have thoughts on that and I talked a little bit as I've talked on here about how um, that science fiction and fantasy are more settings are the ambiance or the milieu and you could take Pretty much any plot structure and set it there. You can do, you know, a literary plot structure and put it in space, or a mystery in space, or, um, you know, if you want to do hero's journey, you can. But, you know, and and Walter John chimed in, and I felt this is recording all this, so I feel like I'm not speaking out of school. But Walter John said, well, the thing about the hero's journey is that um, it's it it has to belong to a young man and I said or woman and he frowned at me via screen right and he said no he says there are reasons it has to be a man and I said no it doesn't (laughs) and and I was I got kind of mad and I said no you you're wrong I've I've written the hero's journey and given it to a woman and I will fight you on this Walter John um. You know and and he and I've known each other for a while and he is you know a very sweet person in a way but I was like you were dead wrong and and he's he got flustered because his point has bit had been that it should belong to a young man instead of a young instead of an older man and so I really flustered him by introducing the whole concept that there was another gender that could be involved uh, and then I was on. Uh, this was on Friday, and because I, I ended up going to the SFWA Publications meeting afterwards, which was entirely women except for one guy, except for our um, managing editor Kevin Wabansie, who's awesome. But you know, so it was Mary, Robinette Qual, Mitchy Trotta, Lauren Snow, Becca Gomez. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting someone. Me, but anyway, I I told them what had happened, and so they were all uh, equally outraged with me. And then I mentioned it in Slack and the stuff was Slack and it's very interesting because we were talking a lot about Star Wars as being the quintessential space opera and several people told me and Noah Falstein it turns out used to work for Lucasfilms and he showed us a picture of that in the early um iterations of Star Wars that George Lucas was toying with making Luke Skywalker be gasp a woman and Noah Falstein even showed us an early bit of artwork that clearly shows a recognizable scene on Tatooine uh, with Luke standing uh, with the twin sons and looking for something and the Luke figure clearly has breasts um so it was like vindication but in part of these conversations we had been going with Um, sorry I'm I lost I was just noticing I don't have a lot of time left. Um, a bad time to lose my train of thought. So so in the conversation in slack where we were talking about hero's journey and that sort of thing. There is inevitably a few people who will try to claim that they do not use story tropes or they do not follow story structure because I don't know they're just so original and somebody was saying um well of course i never write hero's journey and and if i did i certainly wouldn't follow it beat by beat which was my original point to begin with it's taken me you know 15 minutes to get around to my point because i thought you know you can use a story structure like hero's journey and not follow it beat by beat and this is something I'm trying to remind myself of in writing bright familiar is that story structure can be useful but it can also be you can let it confine you and so I'm I keep wanting to look up like in regular story structure when assemble the team happens if it's before the within the first act or if it can happen after because generally I am very strong on this idea that you should have all of the stakes set and characters introduced in the first act and I feel like this is just not going to happen with bright familiar uh I'm not going to be able to get all of the characters introduced or all of the stakes set I think uh and I'm I did much better yesterday at flowed better because I stopped worrying about it which I think longtime listeners will know this is what I always come around to that after a while I just stop battling the story and just let it be what it wants to be. Uh, so you know, basically and one of the things we were talking about was hero's journey and some people were bringing up the idea of the heroine's journey and saying oh well that the heroine's journey is more about um, like personal transformation and looking inward whereas the hero's journey is uh, looking outward and external conflict and and I was crying bullshit on that idea too because first of all I don't like gendering things like that. Um, I'm willing to call it hero's journey. Yes, when I say man I mean women too. Um, I feel like I feel like hero can be a gender neutral word and let's just make it be. Um, you know, I know I use heroin sometimes to differentiate from hero. Maybe I should stop doing that because I would really, really just prefer if we talk about hero. We could say protagonist, but I feel like hero is a little different. Um, so you know, the the journey of the hero is not just about triumphing over triumphing triumphing triumphant triumphing over external conflicts. Um, it is. It's also about the internal journey, and that's why I find it's a good metaphor for the kind of thing I write because um, I think you guys would probably agree that my stories are always about someone having to to change to find something within themselves that they didn't have before uh, or to let go of something so that they can then um, do the thing that they need to do. It's it's always about. You know looking I think the hero's journey is always about looking inward and confronting that dark face in the mirror confronting one's own flaws confronting one's own fears and overcoming that. So it is both an internal and an external journey. So um. I don't know sometime if you guys really wanted me to, I could go through the actual hero's journey as delineated by Joseph Campbell. I'm not sure it's useful. Um, but I think it's, it's helpful to have kind of those ideas, you know, like of, of how these metaphors work in our story. Storytelling subconscious that it's, um, you know, like crossing the threshold and, and the eventual, the eventual returning home. So, on that note, I'm going to go get to work. I will remind you all that first cup of coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. You will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Have a good day. Bye bye.